Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of the podcast, and we are about to begin our study of chapter 8 of the first book of Kings, that is Perak Ches of Melachim Aleph. And we had just finished the, the uh, description of the grand and majestic building of the temple and all of its architecture and all of the uh, valuable building materials and everything that went into the process. And also we learned about the building of Shlomo's palace. Remember at this time we now have uh, built the physical structures which represent the culmination of the process of the exodus which we discussed in previous podcasts. Uh, the people have been redeemed from slavery. They've been given a special religious mission with the Torah. They've been brought into their land. They've created their capital. They've appointed their king. And now they've built a temple in Jerusalem. Now Shlomo is, is going to um, inaugurate the temple and he's going to give a, <coughs> a speech slash prayer in which we will learn the, the meaning of the temple, how Shlomo envisions the role that the temple is going to take in, in the history of the Jewish people specifically and in the history of the world on a much larger level. Um, and we will um, learn that through Shlomo's prayer, and that is the bulk of what chapter 8 is about. It's long, so we're going to split it into parts. Um, most of it speaks for itself, uh, so I will allow, of course, Shlomo, let the prophet speak as we say the name of this podcast. Uh, there are some points that I'd like to draw your attention to as we go through it, um, but uh, but uh, it, it, it's, it's a very famous prayer. A lot of pieces of it, a lot of verses from it have made its way into the liturgy in various places, which some of you may recognize. So, the building is complete, and here we go. Oz yakhel Shlomo et Yisrael. Then, in other words, after the completion of the building, Shlomo gathered all of the elders of Israel at Kol Rosheha Matos, all of the heads of the tribes, Nisiyeha Avos, the heads of the families, Levnei Israel for the people of Israel. Note here, there is no differentiation between the people of Israel and the people of Judah. They are one united Israel, El HaMelech Shlomo Yerushalayim. They gathered under the leadership of King Solomon in Jerusalem, Lahalos et Aron Brit Adonai, to bring the Aron, the Ark of the Covenant of God, Meir David from the city of David, Hitzion, which is also known as Zion, to bring it from the tent within which it was residing and bring it finally into the Holy of Holies in the temple itself. And this, of course, would be the final act, inaugurating the temple as the central place of worship. And they gathered under the leadership of King Shlomo all of the Ish Yisrael, the men of Israel. And this term we've encountered many times refers, whenever it says Ish of any particular people, it refers to the leadership, the um, the um, uh, all of the all of the leadership, all of the. Uh, uh, you know, well-known leaders, in which month? It was in the month of the Eisanim, which literally means the month of the strong ones. Um, uh, Eitan is a strong, powerful person, and the month of the strong ones. Now, why? this is another, the third name we find for the month of the year, giving us the idea that in Shlomo's time, uh, names were given to the months, uh, names that describe them. Until this time, they were always month one, month two, month three. Nowadays, we call them Nisan Iyar Tishrei, which is a much later um, um, introduction 
into, into the Hebrew language. Uh, in Shlomo's time, he gave them these names. This is the third name that we learn in the month of the Eitanim, why, why, which is Bechog on the holiday of Sukkot, which is the seventh month of the year. Why he named the month, which we commonly know today as the month of Tishrei, why he called it the Yerach Eitanim, as rabbinic tradition has it, because it was the month in which the the uh, Avot, the patriarchs, were born. So the Eitanim, the strong ones, being the month of the patriarchs. Uh, some suggest maybe it's the month of the strong ones because of the holidays that occurred in that month, the high holidays. Regardless, that was what he gave that month its name. And all of the elders of Israel came, <coughs> presumably to accompany this procession. And the priests carried the Aaron. And they carried up the the Aaron, the Ark of God, the Et Ohel Moed, and the tent, literally that means the tent of the meeting, which is the tent within which the Aaron was residing. Um, remember King David's statement, you know, Anochi Yoshev Bait Arzim, I'm sitting in a house of wood, and the, and the Ark of God is sitting in a tent. This is the tent which was in, and they removed that and also brought that up to the temple. We had Kodesh, and all of the holy vessels that accompanied the Aaron that were Asher Ba'ol that were in the tent, Fayalu Osam Hakohanim Vahalviim, and the priests and the Levites brought them up, meaning up to the temple, which was on a higher location. But Hamelach Shlomo and the King Shlomo Solomon, Vacholadatz Yisrael Hanoadim Olav, and all of the community of Israel that were gathered with him. Ito, they came with him, Lifnei Aaron, they walked before. The ark, mezabchim, they were sacrificing tzon uvakar, sheep and cattle. Asher lo yisafru, so many that they couldn't be counted. Lo yimanu merov, and they could not be uh, numbered because there were so many. Similar to the process when David brought the ark to Jerusalem. Remember, every few steps he brought sacrifices. Here, there's no number. There, we gave a number. Here, there's no number. Just so many. And the priests brought the Ark of the Covenant of God into its place. It's, it's labeled here as its place. This is the place where it was meant to be in the Ark, uh, in the Holy of Holies, in the Altachat Kanfeah Gruvim, and it was placed underneath the wings of the cherubs. Now remember, on top of the Ark itself were the smaller uh, cherubs, which the Keruvim, which were built <coughs> when, when this was built in the time uh, in the desert under Moshe. These large Keruvim, which were standing on the floor, we learned about in the last chapter when they were described, I'm sorry, in, in chapter 6, where they were described, these uh, which were new in the temple. Uh, they were spreading their wings out over the place where the Aaron was to rest. By a soku hakruvim al haaron, and they and they kruvim, they soku is a sukkah. They covered over or they protected um, in such a way that that's what it looked like. Those wings protected the place of the aron of the ark viel badav milmala and its poles, right, which the, was which were attached to the ark milmala from above them. So they were kind of um, shaded over them. And the poles of the Aaron um, uh, stuck outwards. They were lengthened outwards. So that you were able to see the poles sticking out from the Kodesh, 
which was before the Dvir. The Kodesh is the holy part, uh, the Heichal, which is the, the hall that preceded the Kodesh HaKodeshim, which was the Holy of Holies. So if you're standing in the holy part, that's where the the table of the showbread and the menorah, uh, and or the menorot in this case, and the uh, altar of the incense was. If you're standing in that room, looking towards the curtain that separated that from the from the holy of holies, you could see the poles projecting out. But you couldn't actually see the poles. And that's where they remain to this day. Um, what was contained within the Aron? The only thing that was within the Aron was the Shnei Luchot Havonim, was the two stone tablets, Asher Hiniach Shom Moshe, that Moses, Moshe left there Bechorev at Sinai, Asher Karat Adonai Bnei Yisrael Mitzrayim, that God had, uh, you know, that those represented the agreement the covenant that God had made with the people of Israel, the children of Israel, when they were leaving Egypt. And it, and it occurred that after the, the Kohanim, the, the priests left the holy, in other words, they left the, 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 the Beit HaMikdash, so what happened was, a cloud descended and filled the house of God. Um, so this was a demonstrating that you know God's presence had descended upon the Beit HaMikdash and the Kohanim could not stay there the, 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 the holiness um, and was so intense that they could not stay to perform the service because of the cloud that had filled because it had filled the entire house of God it, it would seem that the priests had been performing a service of some sort in front of the ark while the ark was in the Ol Moed. And whatever service it was that they would have been doing there, they, wouldn't, they were no longer, they were, they were not able to do here um, in, um, in the, uh, because, of the, uh, because of the cloud, which was apparently not present when it was just in the tent in, the, in Ir David. So now... Um, now we're going to go on to uh, the prayer. So, Oz Omar Shlomo. So, this is very, one reminds one of Oz Yashir Moshe. Then Mo- Moses sang after the Exodus. So, th- there were very different events. There, it was a sheer, a song of rejoicing, of redemption, of seeing uh, of the destruction of their enemies. Here, it is Omar Shlomo. It is a speech, not a song. Because it is not just rejoicing. It is, as we'll see when we read through it, it's quite serious material. And it could be good or bad in many ways, which we'll see in a minute. Az Amar Shlomo, right? So, so um, when, at that moment when he saw the cloud filling the Holy of Holies, Adonai Amar Lishkon Ba'arofel, God has stated that he will reside in Arafel, which is a thick, dark cloud or a fog. <laughs> now, there's many ways to understand the meaning behind this. But, I would just like to suggest Arafel, a fog, is a place that we do not, you can't see. You can't see the obvious. You can't see what's in front of you. You don't know. You have to, um, you know, move forward without being able to see ahead of you. 
Shlomo is making an observation that when God chose to um, demonstrate his presence in the Holy of Holies, he demonstrated it with a dark cloud. A cloud is something that it both means destruction, it could mean rain and storms that could destroy, and it also means rain that brings life and sustenance. And it's also something that you can't see, you can't understand, you can't feel. The symbolism of Shlomo making this point that God is demonstrating his presence, Arafel is very much the way we relate to God and his power and his might in this world, which is, which is could be good, could be bad. It could be destructive, it could be wonderful. And one thing is for sure, and that is that we don't see, we don't understand, we don't know, we can't explain. Bano Banisi Beit Zivullah. I, Shlomo, says, I have built for you a, 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 a beautiful house or a majestic house. A place where you can reside forever. Right? In other words, Shlomo says this building is being built as a place where this relationship can last forever and that was all Shlomo said when he presented himself to God when he talked towards God he says I see how you God chose to reside and how you God chose, chose to, to portray yourself and now I have built this house and this house can last forever from your end but then he immediately turns to the people and understands that it's up to the people to decide whether or not that relationship will indeed last forever. So immediately in verse 14, the king then turned his face. The first thing he did was bless the entire congregation. And everyone was standing. And he said as follows. What was the state, uh, his blessing? Baruch Adonai Eloi Yisrael. Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, Asher Diber Befiv Etaviravi, who spoke with his own mouth, spoke to David, my father, Uviadom Leimar. And in he and he fulfilled with his with his deeds. He in other words, with what God did, he fulfilled exactly what he promised David when he said as follows. Minhayom from the day that I have taken my nation uh, Israel out of Egypt, lo Israel. I have not yet chosen a particular city from among the tribes of Israel, live not by it, to build a house that my name should rest there. For however, I did choose the leader liot alami Israel to be the leader David to be the leader over my nation Israel. So I chose the monarchy. Right. In other words, this is this is God speaking to David and Shlomo reporting what God had said to David. And Solomon says as an aside, and it was, it was my David, my father's desire, live not by it, to build the house in honor of God's name, the Lord of Israel. However, however, but God said to David, my father, Yan Asher Hayoim Levavchalev Not Bayit Lishmi, right? Um, regarding that which you desire to build a house for my name, Hetivosa, that is a good thing. I understand that, and that's an honor, praiseworthy thing that you Ki Hayoim Levavchal that you want to do that. I understand that. However, 
Rak ata, however, you lo you will not build this house. Ki it is the son that comes from you. Who He will be the one that builds this house for me. Uh, we will study in when we study Divrei in the Book of Chronicles. We will learn and understand that the role of David was the role of a conqueror, the role of a warrior, with whom um, there wasn't that God at the time is in a place is 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 uh, when warriors go to war and battle. As they say, and I mentioned this earlier, there's no atheist in a foxhole. The role of God is going out with the, the, the warrior in order to secure peace all around. When the, the point of building a house only becomes important when there's a nation, when there's a solid nation with a stable form of government, in this case, a stable monarchy that passed on to the sun, the people are stable and secure upon their land. Now they're at risk of losing their connection and attachment with God. While they're, they're fighting their enemies, they're always begging for help. The danger is always lurking around the other corner, enemies around the other corner. However, now they have a choice. They can sit back and enjoy their land and eat, drink, and be merry, so to speak. Or they can say that that's not the reason why we were given this. We were given this in order to dedicate and devote ourselves to something much higher, something much more important, which will be represented by the temple that they built to God, a place for inspiration, a place to spread, spread peace among the peoples of the world. Therefore, it is not your time yet to build this. You, David, will not build it. Your role is to secure peace. When we're securing peace, when they're still fighting, when there's still wars and battles fought, it's not your role yet to build this house. The house will come later. And implicit in that is the promise that there will be a son that will take over. Your monarchy will remain stable. Um, and God fulfilled that promise. And I have now stood in place of David, my father, and I have now sat upon the throne of Israel. <laughs> Just like God had promised. And I shall now <coughs> build, or actually I have now built the house this is uh, the Vav HaMahapech, Evne, even though Evne is in the future, but <coughs> the Vav switches it to past. I have built <coughs> the house in honor of God, Yisrael, the Lord of Israel, Asim Sham Makom Aron, and I built there a place for the Aron, for the covenant, meaning he built the Holy of Holies, Asher Sham Adonai, that the, the, the tablets that represent the covenant of God are with, contained within that Aron, Asher Karatim Avotenu, that God made that covenant with our forefathers when he took them out of the land of Egypt. So this is the, um, the blessing, so to speak, that, that, that Shlomo gave to the people so far. This is just finished verse 21. I'm going to complete Kings 8a here, <coughs> and we will continue this chapter next time. Like I said, it's a long chapter that has to be broken up to, uh, I think, three parts. I, it looks like we'll do... Thank you so much for studying this together with me. Looking forward to hearing more from Shlomo about the purpose of this house and hearing Shlomo's prayers at this incredibly important moment in the history of the world.